My name is Camille Howard, and I am forever grateful for you tuning in and listening to me speak today. Today's episode, the third episode, is over how to make fitness a lifestyle, how to keep it in your life, and how to make it happen and not just let it be a fad or a phase or a 30-day thing, you know. I'm not going to talk about how to get skinny fast, detoxes, cleanses, no, 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 no. We are talking about the real, real deal on how to make fitness stay in your life forever. Health and fitness, okay? Not just the gym because let's face it, you've heard it, you've read it, you've seen it a million freaking times. 20% of the work is the gym, 80% is what you eat. Abs are made in the kitchen. How many times can I reiterate it? Okay, your health is important and what you put in your body is just as important as the exercise you do for your body. Okay, I need to calm down, I'm sorry. I'm so jittery right now if I'm being really honest. I don't know why, I just am super, super jittery. I'm gonna tone it down about 67 notches. Okay, first step two, making your life be fit and healthy but not make your life revolve around it because not everyone wants to just go to the gym for fun like me and a whole bunch of other people not everyone just wants to be this fitspo they literally just want to be healthy look a little better be a couple size smaller or have bigger legs or whatever your goal is i'm going to try to do my best to help you realize and start that big step into your life of making your life healthier. First step number one, drink more water. Okay, that's a super easy step. We're gonna start out with an easy, easy step. Drink more water. Try to shoot for a gallon a day. There's probably specifics online if you wanna see how much your height, weight, body needs of water, but the universal rule is a gallon a day. Water is obviously a huge health benefit. You've heard it your whole life. You will be hydrated, number one. You will pee a lot, yes, but that's okay. You want your pee to be clear and your skin will clear up. That is something that I am not kidding, is no joke. I've dealt with acne since I was in sixth grade and as I'm an adult, I still get it and it's honestly getting worse sometimes. But I look and I'm like, yeah, I haven't drank water in seven days. Like, duh, my face is gonna break out. So water always, always helps my face. It helps me feel better. It, I don't know, just, and it's gonna help you, debloat you whenever you have a lot of salt in your body. It just helps with detoxifying your body. So, water is step number one, okay? That is just an easy, simple step that everyone can and should do regardless of their situation. The second step, I would say, is you need to figure out what your goal is. So if you are trying to lose weight, which I think primarily is most people's goals because if you're trying to gain muscle, I feel like you most of the time have a somewhat of an idea, like you have that discipline. I don't know, honestly, it really is hard to gain muscle. You gotta do a lot of eating. But if you want to lose weight, 
you need to figure out a goal. So whether it's a pant size or pounds or whatever it is, you need to have a goal. You need to make it, put it somewhere, write it down, put it on your mirror, write it down somewhere, have that as your goal. And it sounds, I know the internet is so, especially in the fitness world, everyone says, don't compare yourself to others, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't look at the scale. But when you're trying to lose weight, you have to know numbers. You need to know your pant size. You need to see pictures. You need to track your progress. So, um, I even, I had pictures of some really famous fitness people on my background for the longest time because sometimes I need to look at someone that's super fit and realize they can do it, I can do it. It's not about looking like them and being like them, but it's seeing that body that I do want to have and achieve and what I need to do to get there. And that's one thing is find out your goal. So step one, water. Step two, figure out your goal, write it down, make it apparent. Step three is you need to figure out what you like to do because exercise is a huge part of losing weight. So step three is going to be finding something you like. And that is in the gym. But let me reiterate this real quick. So fitness and being healthy, losing weight, having abs, gaining muscle, whatever your goal is with your body, 80% is what you eat. 20% is exercise. So if you are not eating healthy and you are not eating nutrient-dense foods and you're eating fast foods all the time, you are not going to be able to obtain the body you want as fast as you want it. And maybe if you're trying to gain muscle, you'll gain a lot of fat with it, unless you are one of those <laughs> cool people called ectomorphs who literally don't gain any fat and get to eat six Big Macs a day, but 99% of America is not that. So if you want to obtain abs or gain muscle, you need to be eating healthy. So abs are made in the kitchen, guys. 80% is what you eat, 20% is exercise. So back to step three after that little rant. <laughs> Figure out something you like. Do you like to do Zumba? Do you like to do yoga? Do you like to lift weights? Do you like to run? Whatever it is you like to do, you need to figure that out. And maybe you have to try a whole bunch of things. I feel like the trend right now really is lifting. And it used to not be even like three years ago when I first started doing it, I still heard like lifting makes you bulky if you're a girl. I feel like that's really died out. Maybe it is still apparent because I'm just around a lot of fitness people. So we don't think that obviously or say that, but I don't hear it as much. And I do see a lot more women in the gym that are lifting and you have to like it though, because honestly, lifting weights is kind of boring unless you're doing it in a class or you're having people coach you just lifting by yourself sometimes can be boring, especially to someone who's not really that into fitness. When I first started getting into lifting three years ago, I had a trainer. And I think that's another little tip is get a trainer. If you can afford one, get one. You don't have to have them forever, but to start out and have that accountability and have someone teach you how to use the machines or actually properly lift and form, it is so, so helpful. There's tons of online coaches, and I think later on, if you want that accountability or a program, that's great. But I personally think that everyone who's really kind of clueless and doesn't have a good friend that can kind of help them and guide them, they should get a trainer, an in-person trainer to help them. That way they can show them 
like, hey, like, you're not um, squatting right. You have, like, you know, your, your knees are going inward. You need someone to tell you, correct you, and push you. My trainer, he pushed me for six weeks. We had six sessions, and he actually trained me in a full body workout style. This was very different than what I do now. So we had six weeks of sessions. We had one workout a week that he would teach me and I did that workout basically every day. But it was hard. Like don't 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 get twisted. It was hard. So he actually I'm pretty sure there was three times that I literally wanted to quit. I wanted to cry and I probably did tear up because he really did push me. After I trained with him, I kind of went on my own. I had started to make friends in the fitness world who went to my gym and I already had my few friends that are the ones that got me in there. So I had their advice and help. After a few months of doing it and you're getting past that fitness high, I lost a lot of weight. Now it's about maintaining. I really started to dread the gym and it was just a forceful kind of thing. And I think you have to push past that. You are not always going to be motivated. If you rely on motivation, you will go nowhere because there's going to be more days, honestly, that you don't feel motivated than you do. And you have to push past those days. They're going to be random. They could be a week long. They could be a month long. They could be an hour long. You never know. So you have to be prepared for that. And that is why I say you need to find something you love. I went through a lot of phases whenever I realized lifting was not my favorite thing to do. I started to do classes. I got into title boxing for a little bit. It was super fun. It was just really hard and it was kind of expensive. I actually, my gym has group classes and I've never gone to one because I'm kind of, I feel like, oh, those are a whole bunch of old ladies and moms, but... Those classes are hard. I see some of the women that walk out of there and they are fit. Like, don't underestimate the gym classes. But I'm not... Class workouts are not my favorite, I've realized. The only class workout I've really enjoyed was doing Orange Theory Fitness. That was a mix of weights and cardio. 30 minutes on the treadmill, 30 minutes of weights. So Orange Theory for me was kind of like a hybrid of what I like to do because I do enjoy cardio. I used to really like running and I still do love running. And I like to have my heart rate up. I like to sweat. I don't like slow workouts and sometimes weightlifting can be not as intense. If you're, especially if you're working with people who are trying to build muscle, it's not as, as I guess intense in that way. It's still intense on your muscles because you're lifting super heavy. I'm not going to go into that. But for me, I wanted something that really made my heart rate go up and down. So I did Orange Theory. That was one of the only classes I liked, but it was really expensive. And that is something you have to think about is what can you afford and what will make you happy. And if you like something that does cost more, make it a priority. Figure out a way to pay for it. Get a, I don't know, a side job or cut things out of your life that you spend money on and put that as your priority because you don't have to be shooting for a six pack of abs, but you do need to be able to walk up some stairs without feeling like dying or you need to be able to, I don't know, when you're 40 years old, be able to still run. Like your health starts now. It doesn't matter how old you are. You need to be physically healthy and active. It's not about necessarily a size to everyone 
it's about being healthy. So having something that you do at least 30 minutes a day is crucial. And obviously, if you work out super intense, you do need a rest day every once in a while, once a week or twice a week, whatever fits into your lifestyle. But like I said, and I keep saying lifestyle, I think I said it 75 times just now. That's the goal of everything. You want to be able to obtain it. It has to be something you can do daily forever or at least weekly. You know, it's not a phase or a fad because then you're going to always yo-yo diet, gain weight, lose weight, gain muscle, lose muscle. It has to be something that you can do for the rest of your life. Okay, so after step one, taking in a gallon of water a day. Step two, figuring out what your goal is. Step three, finding something you like. Step four is changing your diet. I'm not saying you can't ever eat out. You have to totally never have sugar again in your life. Anything like that, you don't have to cut out everything that you love. But cut out a couple things. Pick one or two things that you know really is not going to help you whatsoever and it's hindering you. So soda, come on, like cut that out. If you want that carbonation, you want something like that, you guys might think it's gross, but you got to work your way to it and it tastes delicious one day is Topo Chico water. It is literally so good, especially if you put lemon or lime juice in it. It really just tastes like Sprite and it's so carbonated. I love Topo Chico water, Topo Chico water, but, um, you got to find substitutes. So soda is one thing and a substitute for that is Topo Chico water. Maybe you want to do a diet soda every once in a while. No, they're not the best for you, but I'm, I don't know. I, there's a lot of controversy about sweeteners and artificial sweeteners and all of that and how it's really terrible for your health. I feel like every once in a while, if you really want a soda, have the diet soda because all of the real sugar and other things, I don't know. I just, unless you want to have a real soda every once in a while, it's better to, if you are trying to get rid of soda period to have a diet soda every once in a while, then go have one every single day. But that's just my opinion. I am not a doctor. So take everything I say with a grain of salt because please don't sue me. Okay. Um, figure out things to take out of your diet. What is something that you really need to cut back on? Are you a sweet person? Are you a salty person? For me, what I did, this is, I guess I'll just kind of touch briefly on what I did. I had... I started tracking what I was eating. Okay, there's an app called MyFitnessPal. There's tons of them out there, but MyFitnessPal, I feel like, is the most well-known. And it can calculate, like, if you tell it you want to lose 10 pounds in this many amount of months or this many weeks you want to lose 2 pounds, it'll give you macros, which are made up of protein, carbs, and fats, and it'll give you that information. But I really don't trust it because it was giving me crazy micronutrient goal or macronutrient goals and I felt like it was super unhealthy for me for a while. But there's a lot of macronutrient calculators online. And honestly, this is why I say go get a trainer or someone who can help you figure out what you need for your body weight and height. Because it's super confusing trying to find that stuff online. But you should, I mean, for me, I don't even know. I don't even want to tell everyone what I was eating because I don't know. There's just so many, like, people going to judge it and say I'm right or wrong. But... You need to track what you eat. Even if you don't have a limit, maybe just for a week, plug in what you're eating so you can see, hey, like I'm consuming 
only 1,200 calories a day or hey, I'm consuming 3,500 calories a day. That way you can see, hey, like this salad I've been eating that I thought was so healthy really isn't or hey, my breakfast is literally all carbs, no protein. That's why I'm not really losing weight because I'm just eating sugary oatmeal because a lot of things out there, um, yeah, they are not that good for you, but that's why it takes time to learn all of that. But track what you eat for a little bit. That way you can see, hey, like I'm not really getting a lot of protein or I'm eating a lot of fat, whatever it is, it'll tell you a lot about your diet. But I definitely suggest changing things in your diet, taking a couple things out that you really do not need. And there's always substitutes. There's always substitutes. If you love pasta, there is something called spaghetti squash. And spaghetti squash is so amazing. It does not taste like a vegetable. It has a different texture than noodles, but it looks like noodles. And it is so good, but it really does not taste like a vegetable. It just tastes like, I don't know, kind of it, it doesn't have a taste. It, so when you put pasta sauce on it, it tastes like spaghetti. But that's just one little tip right there. Find substitu substitutions for the bad things that you are going to cut out so that way you are not tempted to have the real thing. And you got to do this for three weeks. Promise yourself, commit to yourself to cut something out for three weeks. Three weeks is a habit, 21 days, okay? There's going to be times you want to give in. But right now, if you want to start making this a lifestyle, you have to learn to tell yourself no. Discipline is a huge factor in this lifestyle. If you are someone who's going to give in every time you want something, you will fail. You will not You will not get this lifestyle. It's not going to be a lifestyle. It's going to be another yo-yo diet. And I'm telling you that right now. And that sounds really harsh. Of course, you can get back on the horse and start over. I'm not saying you will never fail. And if you mess up once, you're never going to succeed. But if you want to make this happen for the rest of your life, you have to learn to say no and stay disciplined. And when you mess up, you just have to learn to get right back to it. Didn't mean for that to sound harsh. But going into that, when you start to be super strict. So for about four months, I did not eat fast food. I did not eat sweets. I did not eat anything that was basically the most unhealthy thing I would eat is a protein cookie from Vitamin Shop or a quest bar or um, a power crunch bar that was the most unhealthiest thing I would eat that was like my dessert and several months without eating bad and finally I gave in to pizza I limited myself I did not gorge on it because doing this lifestyle has caused a billion and twelve people to start binge eating so you have to be prepared for that. After you've kind of been on a strict diet for a while, you're going to want to binge. You're going to want to eat everything of everything. And you have to just remember all the progress you've made. And you have to start, I would say start giving into a temptation once a week, but not a cheat day. I would even say if you are doing good in your lifestyle journey where you're really, because there will be a time where you really don't crave a lot of things, and that's good. But whenever you kind of are feeling a donut one day or a cookie, have that one donut or cookie. That way you don't go eight months without it and then one day you give in and for six weeks you have been eating like crap. I think if you starve yourself of something way too long, it's going to make everything worse. And I think that's why so many people have gone through binge eating issues. But give in to something every once in a while. If you have a craving once a week, go get that donut or two donuts. Go have a few cookies. It's not going to kill you, but what will 
kill your progress is falling off the wagon for six weeks. And no, it won't totally kill everything you've done, but it will definitely set you back. And it's a lifestyle now. That's what we're going towards. We're not going towards just losing 10 pounds and being done with our lives. No, that weight can easily creep back up on you, especially if you have a week's long cheat day, you won't gain necessarily 10 pounds of fat, but in a week long cheat day, you will gain, you could gain 10 pounds of water weight, a little bit of fat and lose some muscle. You'll lose progress. That's for sure. And you know what? That is okay. There was two week periods several times where I didn't go to the gym. I ate really bad. And I always knew though, <laughs> there was periods that I would eat really bad two weeks. And it happened several times where I would just fall off. But I knew in the back of my mind, I was going to be okay. And I was going to push through. And I knew that I was going to get back in the gym. And that's what you always have to know is once you've been doing this for so long, you really will miss the gym if you've been out of it and you'll just kind of feel crappy, but you have to push through, I would say the first six months and make yourself do it. If this is something you really want and you will learn to fall in love with it, I guarantee you will, but you have to find something you like. You have to cut out things that are hindering your progress, add good habits in and really listen to yourself and you need to have your family on board if you don't live by yourself or even your friends and you have to make sure they're kind of aware of what you're doing. I, at the beginning, I had a lot of friends and all we did was go out to eat and at first it was super hard because I kept denying going out to eat for a long time and it kind of distanced myself from them but I really didn't know how to eat out properly like eat healthy and eat out. So that is a huge reason why that kind of backfired. And I think I started binging and I literally went out to eat all the time for a long time, a long period. But I always still kept exercise in my routine. You have to be prepared for not everyone to understand your lifestyle change and you need to make people aware of that. Moving forward, realize most restaurants now, and I think legally, a lot of them, especially in Texas, they have to put their calories on the menu. And like I said, if you track most of those, if you go to a chain restaurant, they're usually their macronutrients are on my fitness pal. So you can see, Hey, this has this many grams of carbs, fats, proteins, or calories. And you can be prepared for your day of what you're going to go into if you are going to go out to eat, but you have to think ahead. That is for sure. You have to understand that you are going to be set back a couple times or a hundred thousand times. <laughs> you have to make people aware in your life of what you're trying to do and you have to push yourself. You will have days you are hyped, motivated, and ready to kill it. You don't, you don't want to eat that unhealthy thing. And then you're going to have days, maybe even weeks where you are really struggling, but you have to push through. It's your health. And every time you give in, you're just making an excuse. I love the quote, your why has to be bigger than your excuse. If you want to lose weight, why do you want to lose weight? Is it to look better for other people? Because if that's your why is to impress other people to be socially accepted, you will fail. I guarantee it. You will fail. You won't make this a lifestyle. You'll yo-yo diet for the rest of your life because 
deep down inside, you know that that is not that important to you. That is not, that why is not that important to why you are going to lose that weight. Your why needs to be, I want to feel more confident in myself. I want to look better in these jeans for me. I want to be able to run four miles without feeling like death. I want to squat 225 pounds. I want to be able to do 20 push-ups. I want to be able to do this, that, or the other. I want to be able to have abs. You know what? That's not a silly goal. Maybe you really do want to have abs because you are into aesthetics and that's what you want. And that's totally cool. That's totally fine. But your why has to be way bigger than your excuse. Because your excuses, you can pull an excuse out of anywhere. Think about how many times you've made an excuse for yourself, your friends, your family for why you can't do something and it's not legit. Yeah, it's way easier to make an excuse to yourself than it is to anyone else. Think about it. I posted this on my Instagram story the other day. If this one time you commit to your promise to yourself where you could be in a year. Think about it. If you just don't cheat on this one-time diet, if you don't cheat the next 30 days, 21 days of you committing to changing your life for the better, where could you be? Now, if you give in once, it kind of sets you back. Does it set you back the whole way? No, but it's something in your mental. It's something in your mind. That mental shift of, I lost. You give up totally. You ate cake one day? Okay, screw today. I have to literally eat the entire cake and go buy pizza because I already messed up. Okay, no. That's not how it works. You eating a big slice of cake versus the little slice you said you were going to eat is not going to affect your weight that much. And I'm speaking from experience. There was days I literally, I told you guys in my first podcast that I would eat a whole thing of Oreos because I felt like if I ate it today, it wouldn't be there tomorrow. Everything is going to come in phases. You're going to have good days and bad days. And I'm here to tell you, (laughs) you're going to fail, but you're going to push through and you have to make it, it a commitment. Anything good takes time. Everything that is difficult is difficult for a reason, but there's always a good outcome. People out there who have bodies that look amazing and they eat like crap, you cannot compare yourselves to them because first off, they have an amazing metabolism and second off, they could have been training their entire lives. They could have been a gymnast growing up as a kid and they have very, very dense muscle that they grew up basically growing or they are training twice a day versus your once a day, you never know. You can't compare yourself, but you have to find what works for you. That is the last step is find what works for you. If working out only three days a week works for you, that's great. Like I said, the gym is not the biggest part. It's your food. You have to find healthy things that work for you. Maybe you like the keto diet. Maybe you're not a huge bread person, but you love cheese. You like fattier meat. You like, um, You do like dairy, avocados, like you could do a keto diet. Maybe you do like carbs. That's fine. There's plenty of healthy options and there's plenty of healthy carbs out there. Learn how to make sweet potato fries and you could literally have french fries every day. There's so many things you can do, but you have to do your research and you have to find what works for you. And maybe you literally just like everything and that is why you track your progress. You can track your food, learn portion sizes. I recommend getting a scale 
for your food just so you can kind of portion out everything and realize, hey, this is how much this recommended serving size actually is by a scale. And sometimes, I mean, for me, I became super obsessed with tracking my food. Like I would not put it in my mouth if I didn't track it first, but it really did make me learn. Now I don't track anything at all. I do still weigh my protein in my food just so I know how much like I'm getting enough protein every day, but I don't weigh anything else and I really don't track. But I think tracking for a little bit really does help you figure out what you're putting in your body. And I think one of my last points, hopefully it's one of my last points on here. I've been talking for almost 30 minutes. One of my last points is if you want to lose weight, people, you need to eat around 500 calories less than what you're burning every day. So if you burn around 2,000 calories a day, you need to eat around 1,500 calories a day. That is, I guess, what around I would eat when I was tracking, and that worked for me, but do what works for you. What if you're a lot taller than me or wider or you're a lot shorter and skinnier, maybe you need to eat less or more. That is why I recommend a trainer. That is why maybe do your research online, finding a macronutrient calculator. Some are pretty accurate. Some are kind of not accurate. You need to figure out a basis for yourself, okay? I am not a nutritional coach. I really don't have all the knowledge in the world. That's why I'm not... I guess, giving direct sources and place to look, but there's tons of YouTubers out there. There is plenty of people that do know what they're talking about. People who have gone through NASM or ACE to be personally, personally certified, certified to be able to be a personal trainer. And there are nutritional people out there, nutritionists, nutritional people, nutritionists out there who can help you and guide you way better than I can. I'm just telling you how to start making this a lifestyle and commit. You have to have sustainable goals. You have to have a sustainable routine. You can't think that, oh, I'm going to give up bread for the rest of my life or I'm going to give up gluten or do what all of these celebrities do and have juice cleanses. No, that, that stuff is not going to make you lose actual fat. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not. And if you starve yourself and you decide you want to eat a hundred calories a day or 500 calories a day, whatever, you're going to gain that weight back as soon as you stop whatever you're doing. I really am passionate about this because fitness and health really did change my life. I have days, I mean, so the past week I went out of town, I ate donut holes every day in a bagel sandwich, and then I had fast food almost every day. I'm a horrible example, but I ate bad once a day, and I ate healthy for the rest of it, and I really did not, I think I gained like two pounds over that whole week, and it was mostly just water weight. I was still putting in the work, I was eating healthy for the rest of my meals, and I honestly probably wasn't exceeding over my caloric intake to be gaining weight. Um, And I didn't freak out. I felt like crap, though. And that's the thing is you'll feel like crap. If you've been doing this long enough, you'll feel like crap, and you'll be forced back into this lifestyle whether you like it or not. But give yourself a period that you need to be strict on yourself and promise yourself you're not going to cheat. You're not going to have that one bad thing you told yourself you're not going to have. You're not going to not have your water. You're going to get rest. You're going to, if you're going to work out four times a week, you're going to do your four times a week workout. But promise yourself and make it a habit, make it a goal and start doing routines. 
Start having everyday habits that you keep doing and you don't quit. You got to just commit to it, guys. You just got to commit. I can't explain that enough. It will not be easy. But if you take steps to add in good habits, have a routine, have a plan and a goal, take out things that are hindering you, make people in your life aware of what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, and figure out your why. Why are you doing this? And make sure that that why is big enough to exceed your excuses most of the time. You're going to fail. You're going to eat bad. It's okay. And don't restrict yourself too much. Have a cheat here and there. Don't go carbless or fatless with your food and only eat protein. Don't just eat carb. Like, you have to have balance in everything. And that's why people preach balance. So that's why that's such a trending thing is balance, balance, balance. Because it's so true. If you go too long without having something that is kind of bad, you're going to binge eat. I'm not saying you have to have something bad. If you're not craving it, don't go resort to that. Don't just have it because. But if you're actually craving something for a really long time, go have it in moderation. But you have to find what will work for you. And you can't idolize food. If every time you want to go do something, it's go out to eat. Find other things, hobbies to do besides just eating all the time. Food in America is so idolized and you don't realize it until you kind of try to find other things to do and then you realize, oh, all there is to do is eat. And I'm a huge foodie, don't get me wrong, but I have had to learn that it is not everything. There is so much more to do than just eat all the time. With that being said, I hope this podcast kind of helped someone out there who is trying to figure out how to make fitness sustainable. I just think the biggest advice I could give to anyone is don't restrict yourself for too long. Love your body. Love what you put into it. If you want something sweet or super unhealthy here and there, that's totally fine. Just have it in moderation and get back on track and eat healthy 80% of your the time, 80% of your week. If you have a couple bad things here or 90%, I don't know. Everyone says 80%. Eat healthy 80%. That's what I do. But... There's just a lot of things that are out there to where you don't have to eat unhealthy in order to eat tasty food. My favorite grocery store is Trader Joe's because they have so many healthy options for literally everything. It's really, really awesome. So I like Trader Joe's. If you don't have a Trader Joe's, Kroger has really good healthier brands out there that have really good macronutrients on their foods, boxed or just actual real food. I think if you want a diet recommendation, what I can tell you guys has worked best for me. And this is, okay, I promise I'm wrapping it up. (laughs) But I did Whole30. I only did it for like two weeks. Yeah, I did not commit. But Whole30 is where you literally don't eat any processed food. No, not even rice, corn, or oatmeal. Like those are pretty healthy things. And no, you can't even eat that. You literally can eat protein. So meats, you can eat... Um, You can't eat beans. You can eat protein, vegetables, fruit, and that's it. No dairy, no beans, no grains, none of that. Nothing processed or that was not like basically grown from the ground or hunted, like nothing. So I did that and that really cut a lot of cravings. And I only did it for two weeks, but since then I've never been the same. You can't have sweetener in your coffee, so I can basically drink black coffee. I still like a little bit of cream in my life because you know I like to live a little on the edge. 
but it really, I don't have a lot of sweeteners. I can't even drink too much diet soda anymore because it's just too sweet. I don't crave ice cream all the time. I don't crave a lot of sweet things because I took sugar out of my diet for a solid two weeks and didn't have really any. I had a little bit of fruit, but not really. And it changed me. So I think eating a whole diet for a little bit, if it's paleo or um, plant-based or Whole30, it really will change your taste buds and change how you think of food. And I don't know if it's a forever diet for many people, but I definitely think you should at least try it. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast episode number three, How to Make Fitness a Lifestyle. And I really appreciate you guys staying till the end if you did. I hope any of this advice helps you. And if it does, and if you commit in in a year, you this podcast changed your life tell me and if it didn't change your life that's fine maybe you're just like okay this is all obvious things I don't know what's obvious and what's not obvious this is just my advice and I hope it helped one of you guys out there thank you again for all your support I appreciate you guys I love you guys remember we are on a journey to become unbreakable thank you guys